and welcome to the Dolby Anglican Podcast. My name is David and I'm one of the ministers at Dolby Anglican Parish. We're a church that's all about wanting to know Jesus and wanting to make Jesus known. And you can learn more about us by visiting anglicandolby.org.au. Today's sermon is delivered by Mike Upton, who is the regional manager for Bush Church Aid in Queensland and northern New South Wales. And he visited our church to deliver a sermon on God's enduring faithfulness. It focuses on Genesis chapter 9 verses 8 to 17 and is all about God's enduring faithfulness. We hope you enjoy the sermon. The first reading is from Genesis chapter 9 verses 8 to 17. Then God said to Noah and to his sons with him, I now establish my covenant with you and with your descendants after you and with every living creature that was with you, the birds, the livestock, and all the wild animals, all those that came out of the ark with you, every living creature on earth. I establish my covenant with you. Never again will all life be destroyed by the waters of a flood. Never again will there be a flood to destroy the earth. And God said, this is the sign of the covenant I am making between me and you and every living creature with you, a covenant for all generations to come. I have set my rainbow in the clouds, and it will be a sign of the covenant between me and the earth. Whenever I bring clouds over the earth and the rainbow appears in the cloud, I will remember my covenant between me and you and all living creatures of every kind. Never again will the waters become a flood to destroy all life. Whenever the rainbow appears in the clouds, I will see and remember the everlasting covenant between God and all living creatures of every kind on the earth. So God said to Noah, This is a sign of the covenant I have established between me and all life on the earth. Hear the word of the Lord. Well, that is a wonderful introduction uh, to what I have to say, because uh, we're going to be talking about Genesis 9 and uh, the story of Noah. Uh, I'm going to speak a little bit later on about BCA um, and how, as an organisation, it's our commitment to reach Australia for Christ. That's a fairly big uh, goal, but we uh, do that primarily by helping people understand who Jesus is from the Bible. Uh, so I want to say thank you to David for allowing me the privilege of sharing with you today from the Bible and hopefully as we do that we'll understand more of who Jesus is. Three things I want to share with you today, fairly simple things. First is uh, something that you probably already know and that is that God cares for all of his creation. The second thing has to do with what Zoe just said. Uh, that every rainbow is a reminder. We'll talk about a reminder of what. The third thing is, the Bible doesn't stop with Noah. So that's what we're going to talk about. I'm going to ask God to guide us as we look at those three things. Dear God, take your word and speak it through me. Take your word and speak it into our ears, our minds and our hearts. Take your word and help us to use it to guide our lives. 
For we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. So God cares for all of his creation. I don't know about you, uh, but sometimes I feel as though I need to go to the police about my Bible. Because sometimes I read it and I think, that bit hasn't been there before. Somebody has snuck into my house and into my office and opened my briefcase and my Bible and written this bit in. Uh, Maybe not worthy of a police report, but uh, <laughs> I wonder whether that's been your experience. You've, you've read the Bible and you know that you've read Genesis a million times and all of a sudden you see something and you think, well, that wasn't there before. And the reason I raise it today is because it happened to me as I was reading Genesis 9 because I saw something and I thought, I've never seen that before. Now, I'm thinking that you know the context of this story of Noah. Uh, you know that from Genesis 6, God looked at humankind and looked at how great the wickedness of humankind was and that every inclination of the thoughts of their hearts were evil all the time and God was grieved to his heart and was filled with pain. So God, we're told, decided to start again, not right back at the beginning again, but Start again with the man Noah and his family. And you can read in Genesis 6, 7, 8 the story of Noah and the building and the floating and the resting of the ark, the two by two animal story, uh, the story of the flood and the rain and the water subsiding. Genesis 9, that, that Sue read to us, uh, starts at that point when Noah and his family step out of the ark and begin to populate the earth again. And God makes a promise. In our language, he makes a covenant. And our, a covenant is, it's a promise, it's sort of, it, it's more like a contract. That, that's what we would sort of, it's not quite the same. But if you think about a contract in our day and age, that's sort of what a covenant is. And God makes the covenant, the contract, with whom? Well, this is where I struck something that I hadn't seen before. God makes this binding promise, this contract with Noah and his descendants after him. That's fine, I've got that bit which includes us. And with every living creature that was on the ark. In fact, in verse 10 it says, every living creature on earth. And so I sat there in my office and I was preparing this and I looked down and there was my cat's socks. And I thought, God made this promise to you too, cat. <laughs> See, the promise is not just for me. The promise is for my cat socks. God made the promise for all generations to come, he says. Which includes all cats that have ever been and will ever be. As well as Sandra and I and my son David and his descendants and all of you. And I wondered whether Socks knew that. <laughs> but no matter how many times I asked him, the answer was always the same. <laughs> I wasn't going to do that, but thank you for doing that, Sue. Someone just meowed for those on the, the table. 
but it made me realise something that I need to be reminded of regularly. That God doesn't just care for us as human beings. He cares for everything that he made. This promise is for humans. This promise, though, is for the whole of creation. Everything is special to God. He made a promise to everything. So, God cares for all of his creation and we need to have that mindset too. That's the first thing. The second thing is, as uh, Zoe's been talking to us, about the rainbow. Every rainbow is a reminder. So what promise does God make to socks? All right? uh, what promise did God make to Noah? It's the same promise. What promise did God make to us? Verse 11, never again. Never again will there be a flood to destroy the earth. Never again, in verse 15, will the waters become a flood to destroy life. Even if things, God says, get so bad that every inclination of every human heart is always evil all the time, I will find a different way of dealing with it. Never again will I do it this way. Now, God did find a different way of dealing with it, and we'll get to that in a moment. But that's God's promise, isn't it? Never again. All living things, I will not destroy you in this way ever again. And how do we know that God keeps his word? Well, if you and I want to contract something, contract, make a contract in something, the way we show that we're going to keep our word is that we sign. We put our signature or our company seal or something on the document. That's our statement that says, this is uh, a document that I want to be part of and I will stand true to the words of this contract. Well, God signs the covenant, the contract, with a rainbow. This is my sign for you, Noah, he says, and a sign for every living creature for all generations to come. I have set my rainbow in the clouds. Now again, there was something here that I hadn't seen before. God says, I will set my rainbow. Not a rainbow. This is mine. Whenever I bring the clouds over the earth and the rainbow appears, I will remember. See, God knows how rainbows are formed. Scientists tell us that rainbows form when the light shines through the rain droplets. Uh, and that's true. That's how it works. But every time that happens, it's my rainbow, says God. Every time light shines through water and you see that, that is God's doing. So we had one yesterday down on the Gold Coast. That was his rainbow. I pray that you will see one in the weeks to come. And you'll know that it's God's rainbow. It's his rainbow because for all of the scientific explanation of it, God is using it to do what? To remind, well to remind us, as Zoe said, it's a reminder to us of God's love. But God actually uses the rainbow to remind himself. That's what the reading from Genesis says. It's a sign to God of the promise that he made and it's a sign that he intends to keep it. Now again, I don't know whether my, my cat socks can see a rainbow. 
Um, some of you might be able to tell me afterwards. Uh, but it doesn't really matter. This is the sign for socks as much as it is a sign for me. Which makes every rainbow special. Every rainbow causes God to go, oh yeah, that's right. I remember the promise. The promise I made to every living creature. Better stand by that promise. Can you imagine how many times a day God gets reminded by a rainbow? Can you imagine how many places in the world every day have a rainbow? And every time there's one, God says, that's my rainbow. I remember the promise. And I'm going to keep the promise. To never again deal with evil in this way. We, we should marvel at every rainbow. Not just because of the physics and, as Zoe said, because it's bringing rain. That's a marvel and that's wonderful. But we should marvel because of what's happening in heaven. God is going, oh yeah, I promised. And I'm a promise keeper. So, a couple of simple points. Every rainbow we see is a reminder of that. God is caring for all of his creation. The third thing is that the Bible doesn't stop with Noah. Because there might, might be people who you know of who look at this story and, and they say, oh, it's a fairy story about cats and rainbows. Uh, Noah and the flood never really happened, they might say. Well, I want to say to them, the Bible doesn't stop with Noah. Because not long after the events, if we kept reading into Genesis 9, 10, 11, you start to see that Evil hasn't gone away. The flood was God trying to get rid of evil, but it didn't last for very long. Noah's children, who were in the ark, who saw the miracle play up. And Noah's grandchildren play up. And Noah's great-grandchildren play up. The, the pattern, the desire to do wrong to other people is there. And the Bible is full of stories of that. Our lives are full of stories of that. Men and women who don't treat each other properly, who do wrong to each other, who don't love each other. The Bible is full of stories of people doing wrong by God. The reason that God sent the flood was to get rid of evil. But the reason still exists today. So we're driven forward from Noah in the Bible to go, well, well, God made a promise, never again this way, and evil's still here. How's he going to fix it? See, the account of Noah just pushes you forward. You don't sit with Noah. You go forward in the Bible to to try and see God. If you're not going to put a flood, how are you going to fix the problem of evil? How will you forgive people? And we're driven forward to Jesus. Because Jesus is the answer to those questions. 
Jesus is how God ultimately, once and for all, deals with the wickedness of the human heart. See, the Bible doesn't stop with Noah. So if you've got friends who are all head up about whether Noah's true or not, just be gentle with them and say, yeah, look, I understand that. But the Bible doesn't finish at Genesis 9. So let's have a look at the rest of it and see Jesus. And then once you've talked about Jesus, you might want to go back to Noah. The Bible doesn't stop with Noah, it stops with Jesus. And we need to encourage people to get there. Because in the end, our salvation doesn't depend on Noah. Our salvation depends on Jesus. So when God says, never again this way, he's not saying never again, he's saying, I'm not going to do it this way, but I will do it. And I'll do it with Jesus dying on a cross. That's how wickedness and evil will be dealt with. So three little snippets for you to go away with today and just ponder, remember, God cares for all of his creation and so should we. The covenant with Noah reminds us of that. When you see a rainbow, rejoice that it's raining. But rejoice that something is happening in heaven. That this is a sign for God to say, remember. And remember that God loves us. And I would say probably most importantly, this story of Noah, and I'm hoping and praying that over the next few weeks of Lent, you will hear this again and again. So if David says it again and again, blame me. But whatever promise is made in the Bible, whether it's to Noah or whoever it is, they all have their fulfilment in Jesus. So David will always go to Jesus because that's how God keeps his promises. The Bible doesn't stop with Noah. We need to move forward to Jesus. Let me pray. Loving Lord, we thank you. We thank you for those three simple things. The reminder that you love everything of your creation. Not just us as humans, but all living creatures. Lord, we thank you that you sent a sign, your signature on the contract, on the covenant. And that when we see that, we're reminded that you make a promise and you keep it. And Lord, we thank you that the Bible doesn't stop with Noah, but that we are driven forward to Jesus and there we see once and for all evil and wickedness dealt with. I pray for my brothers and sisters, Lord, as they continue this journey in Lent, that you might continue to help them see the wonder of Jesus. So as they lead up to Easter, this Easter might be so much more special because of that. And we pray this for Jesus' sake. Amen.